Financial panic is starting to set in. According to a new Gallup poll, about half in the United States are worrying that their money is safe in banks. What was even more interesting about those statistics was that it broke down according to partisan lines. Democrats were not as worried as Republicans. And this really is a flip from their ideology back in 2008, where it was Democrats that were worried and Republicans that were saying that everything was going to be okay. All that and more on today's show. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. Congratulations, you have made it to the end of the week with me. We are celebrating. It is Friday, and it's a good thing. Once again, we've woken up. We are here. We can celebrate with family and friends. Despite some of these headlines, at the end of the day, uh, we're having a shared experience, and it's a wonderful shared experience. We simply just need to look on the bright side of things. Unfortunately, I have some bad news to give because uh, according to this Gallup poll right now, most people, about 48% of adults in the United States are concerned about their money. Uh, The banking system right now is really spooked, despite the fact that the president and Jerome Powell have come out and said that everything is okay. Uh, People are not buying it. The other thing that's interesting, as I was saying at the intro here, is how it's broken down. If you're a Democrat, you're less worried than Republicans and independents. Republicans and independents worry about at the exact same amounts. Also, if you are making over $100,000, you are less concerned than those making under $100,000, which makes sense, right? I, I can see that. But what doesn't make sense to me that I'm trying to figure out is when Gallup ran this poll in 2008 and even in December of 2008, it was reversed. Democrats were the ones that were largely concerned about the safety of money in banks, and Republicans really weren't that concerned. Now in April 2023, it's the Republicans concerned and the Democrats that aren't. I'm curious. Uh, What is causing this reflection. You know, I I would say that we were coming out of having George Bush in office. Uh, So was that the reason why Democrats were more concerned? And now that we have Joe Biden in office, Republicans are more concerned. Does this break down according to the party lines uh, based upon who's president, not based upon anything else? I find that uh, pretty concerning here. Uh, But the good news in all of this is the fact that people do seem aware of what's going on because there's many times I I often wonder, you know, are people paying attention to what's happening? 
Are they seeing the 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 bigger picture that's in front of them? Uh, really, things aren't going well. Uh, you can go onto all the Twitter spaces that you want. You can listen to people that sell stocks. Well, don't sell stocks. They uh, give stock advice all day long. They're not going to be straight with you. They, they just simply can't. That's not how they make their money. Uh, if you know you want me to tell it like it is, I, I got to be honest. Like if this was a baseball season, uh, we right now are on an eleven-game losing streak, and it's coming up on the trade deadline. And we got to figure out, are we going to be buyers or are we going to be sellers? And right now, uh, I'm saying that it looking like the banks are going to be selling. Uh, Pack West is continuing down uh, to the sale. They were now down uh, close to like 72%. I mean, they're, it's a shocking amount that just completely wiped out their, their finances. And so I guess now they'll have to explore the sale in order to figure out, you know, Who's going to take it over? Certainly it will be one of the large, too big to fail banks that are going to continue to consolidate all this. And I've given this list before, but if you if you haven't paid attention to it, it's Wells Fargo, it's JP Morgan and Chase, uh, Bank of America, Citibank, uh, Morgan Staley, and Goldman. They're they're kind of like the top banks right now that I don't think you have to worry about anything if you're with them. I believe that your money should be completely safe uh, when it comes to there. Now, as far as what's going to end up happening on Wall Street with investors, there's been a lot of games that have been played, a lot of things that are not above board. Uh, I'm speculating here because I can't name any crimes. I can't point out any uh, instance in particular. What I can tell you is this, when you short a stock and then people start purchasing and purchasing, purchasing, and then that same company later folds to pressure in order to split stocks in order to help the people that owed the shorts cover. And then almost as if the companies are purposely tanking their stock just so the investors can win, not the, the little person that was purchasing everything then you know that the game is completely rigged. You know that it really does become a racketeering thing. My question is, if the Treasury is running up on this, you know, $31.4 trillion debt limit, and the Congress uh, starts messing with whether or not they want to make sure that on June 1st, we can move forward. What would that do to Wall Street? Would people that are investors decide that they need to get in, you know, maybe buy low as things start to go down, like we saw during the pandemic? Or would investors run away? Or are they making all their money right now and leaving us with uh, <laughs> the receipts to hold on to at the very end? I think that. There should be people looking into this right now to see uh, what can try to build uh, some trust. I actually had an idea. What if you're at Wells Fargo? What if you're at JP Morgan Chase, one of these too big to fail banks? What if you started taking all of your money and putting it into your local regional bank, your local credit union? If they're too big to fail, the big banks, 
it shouldn't matter to them, but it would help community banking. Community banking is extremely important. Back a few months ago, I was talking to a gentleman who Wells Fargo had done Operation, I think it was Choke Point, and froze his accounts based upon the fact that he was a uh, FFL uh, firearms licensee. And when they did this, they really froze his assets. He really had to do a ton of work to be able to pay his employees, to be able to get back to his money, uh, to be able to take care of himself. Imagine, though, if you listen to that story that when I interviewed him, he had another bank reach out that said, don't worry, we're not going to do that to you. We're more concerned with your rights. We don't uh, censor what type of person can bank with us here. And so... uh, if we have all these banks go out of business, eventually your rights, your your freedom of the way that you spend your dollars, that's going to be endangered. That's going to be something that is uh, brewing. Now, the other thing that I found was pretty interesting was uh, John Kirby. John Kirby took uh, some questions today and it was sent over to me. I'd actually seen parts of the uh, press conference before this. Uh, but I hadn't seen this section, but he was asked if uh, he was concerned about the fact that there were trillions of dollars, if he was concerned about the fact that their de-dollarization was happening. And he asked for a clarifying question. I thought the reporter did great with a clarifying question. And then he just responds, I, I, I don't I'll have to get back to you on that. I'll have to, I'll have to get your question. How do you not know? Like, how is that not a thing, John? Like, you are the National Security Council spokesman. I'm pretty sure that if anybody should be thinking about countries that are abandoning the dollar and how does that affect our national security, this has got to be a question that, that John should have been able to knock right out of the park. But he was unable to. And that's highly concerning, but that's kind of par for the course in the Biden administration right now. Kind of, you know, just what's out there. But it's not just the Biden administration that is messed up. We're learning more, too, about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, apparently, Clarence Thomas had a child that was in private school, and Harlan Crow, who I reported on a couple weeks ago, paid for that private school. Uh, Now, this was not actually uh, Thomas or his wife's son. This was his teenage grandnephew. Um, And so they sent him to Hidden Lake Academy, which was a private boarding school in uh, Georgia. And he was far from his house, but he was living with uh, the justice and his wife out in D.C. Um, Apparently, the story goes, uh, Justice Thomas took custody of the boy when he was six years old and raised him as his own son uh, based upon likely family circumstances. Now, tuition was $6,000 a month, but we just found out, nope, (laughs) Thomas never paid that bill, that that bill had been paid by billionaire real estate magnate Harlan Crow, which goes back to the conversation of when are we going to request that there are ethics committees, that there are uh, guidelines that are followed by our Supreme Court justices, and ethical behavior that is needs to be followed or else you're not a Supreme Court justice. Why are Republicans against this? 
because I, I brought this up uh, a few weeks ago and I, I know Elizabeth Warren, she had done work on this um, repeatedly, but I was shocked at the, the, the blowback from Republicans on an ethical standard for the courts. Why am I shocked? Because it's not just Clarence Thomas that is uh, having some issues here. The liberal judges have the same thing. It was uh, Sotomayor uh, had a court case against uh, Penguin Random House, and she never recused herself from the case with the publisher, despite the fact that she has uh, books that are being published, um, which her book was uh, $1.2 million from Knopf Doubleday Publishing Group, which is part of Penguin Random House. And then apparently in 2012, she got $1.9 million in addition. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd love to get a $1.9 million advance on addition of a book. Um, but I also, I'm not representing that company or representing it against their self-interest in a court case where people are going to care about what I wrote as my opinion. Look, I'm recording really late right now here for Friday. And uh, I need to take a quick break. I'm going to keep this show quick, too. We're at the 13-minute mark or so. Uh, let's hear from our sponsors of the show, those that are advertising on the America Out Loud network. You go to www.americaoutloud.com. Visit any of the sponsors that are listed on the webpage. We back those products. Uh, not only do we post them and and back them, but they provide product for. So if you hear me talking about something on my show, it's because I've used it. My family uses it and we believe in it. If I'm not talking about something, then, you know, that's not something that I'm endorsing. So it goes a long way. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get straight on through it. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you.
America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, Bold American. Second half of the show, wrapping up our Friday here with some more headlines that appeared yesterday throughout the country. I just want to make sure that you're hearing them and that we can have a little take before we get to the rest of the things. Now, biggest story out of yesterday was Proud Boys members were found guilty of a seditious conspiracy. Uh, They're found guilty from January 6th. Now, the leader of them, Enrique Tario, uh, I think I might be saying that wrong. It might be Tario, or I don't know. Uh, but there were three other members of the group. They were convicted of a plot to attack the United States Capitol in a bid to keep Donald Trump in power. <sighs> All right. Now, I'm going to just say first, this is an extremely serious felony. When you look at different charges, you don't see sedition as a charge here in the United States uh, that's been followed up in modern times. So this is a serious one. The other part of this story that I would point out here is uh, they had video of both the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys meeting and laying out their plans for the next day. So they had premeditated video, which really helped the court case. But I'm going to ask an unpopular question. All right. I'm not backing any of these groups. I make this really clear. And no, I'm not trying to take an easy way out as I say this. What I'm trying to get at is a principle of our Constitution. At what point is it not sedition, but it's justified to fight for something that you believe the Constitution's being violated? And the reason I ask that question is I believe that when they first started making their verbal arguments, they were trying to say, well, Donald Trump uh, said that there was election fraud. He said that we can't allow this to go through. So I was acting on behalf of the constitution to make sure that somebody didn't steal our country, to make sure that we had a lawful election. If you look at the constitution, that seems to make sense to me. It seems to be a pretty good uh, line. So I'm concerned because if this is sedition now, granted, I have not looked at all the evidence. So maybe this is just really a clear cut, you know, take it home type of case. But I'm thinking out loud here that if, this is what gets labeled as sedition. If the government were actually um, corrupt, (laughs) actually corrupt, that's funny. Uh, But if the government were corrupt or people start waking up to the fact that they've been lied to, what rights do they have in order to stand up and say, this isn't right and forcibly shut something down? Does the right only exist if you win, <laughs> does that make sense? Does the right only exist if there is a successful coup? And so if that's the case, you know, what were the founding fathers uh, points in making the fact that from time to time, uh, the country may need to rise up in order to uh, throw out 
people that violate the Constitution. I would say that we probably have a ton of people that violate the Constitution all the time now. We have a bunch of leaders, Republicans and Democrats, that I don't think understand the Constitution, even in the uh, littlest part. I, I, I believe that if you become a congressperson or a senator, the first thing you should have to do is complete once you're you know being ready to be sworn in complete constitutional studies and there should be mandatory constitutional studies that are uh given the entire time that people should have to sit through i'm not looking for them to sit through eight hours at a time but hey give them tidbits of information so that way when they go and they put their hand on a bible or whatever they're putting their hand on they say i solemnly swear to uphold the constitution of the united states they actually know what it is and they can be held to a standard i don't know why we don't do that anyway we're getting back to the proud boys and uh you know the oath keepers i guess at this point in time to um this conspiracy case of sedition that's what it is. It's a vicious conspiracy case. Uh, the jury did let one person go. Uh, there was a mistrial on another, but this is expected to be appealed. It's expected to find out what's going on. Now, um, both the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys now are going to be awaiting sentencing uh, with the Proud Keeper, <laughs> Proud Boys, Proud Keepers. That's funny. I'm putting them together now. Uh, with the Proud Boys expected uh, to be said in sometime in August, and likely the Oath Keepers will be said in sometime before then. Uh, so that will be interesting to to follow. Uh, so that story was there. Uh, I thought that that was a, a pretty cool one. A, a story of health that I saw that grabbed my attention yesterday. Uh, there was a study that came out uh, from China that was about mobile phone use and the increased risk of heart attack and stroke due to the fact that they're linking mobile phone usage to high blood pressure. Now, high blood pressure is a complete epidemic of uh, global proportions as well as here local proportions in the United States with almost one out of every four people now dealing with high blood pressure. Is this because of the cell phone waves is this part of what's going on i mean we have these things in our phones uh in our hands all the time we take out our phones we're looking through apps and there's these radio waves that are being emitted the entire time in fact if you have an iphone uh and i'm sure android has this too and you click on the the settings button there is a tab that says legal and regulatory in the legal and regulatory. Uh, they have another section that says RF exposure. So you click on that and I'm going to read the statement for RF exposure on the iPhone. All right. So listen to this and then think about high blood pressure. And if this is possible, it says iPhone has been tested and meets applicable limits for radio frequency exposure. Specific absorption rate refers to the rate at which the body absorbs RF energy. The SAR limit is 1.6 watts per kilogram in countries that set the limit average of over one gram of tissue and two watts per kilogram. 
in countries that set the limit uh, averaged over 10 grams of tissue. During testing, iPhone radios are set to their highest transmission levels, and SAR is evaluated in real time, over time intervals as specified by applicable regulations. iPhone is evaluated in positions that simulate use against the head with no separation and when worn or carried against the torso of the body with 5 millimeters of separation. Apple uses the latest approved regulatory methods adopted in the industry for testing and managing device radios to meet RF exposure limits, and these methods track radio usage and RF exposure in real time and manage power to ensure that the iPhone complies with applicable exposure limits. Now, here's the big paragraph. To reduce exposure to RF energy, use a hands-free option, such as the built-in speakerphone, headphones, or other similar accessories. Cases with metal parts may change the RF performance of the device, including its compliance with the exposure guidelines in a manner that has not been tested nor certified. And so it has information there. And uh, basically what they're telling you is RF exposure is bad for you. And they know it. And they put it right in your phone. So that way they can say, it's been there the whole time. But if you don't have somebody like myself saying, hey, go look at this. Click on your settings, you know, scroll down, go to legal regulatory and read up about the RF exposure. Is this what's causing uh, a higher risk of stroke and heart attacks because of high blood pressure? Is it because of screen time? You know, is it something about screen time that, that's causing this as well? I would love to see another study where it's people that have forgone their cell phone for three months and they had high blood pressure. Does their blood pressure decrease uh, over that time with no medications? Would we see uh, things start to get better for those individuals? So yeah, I thought that that was a, a pretty interesting thing. The other uh, one that I was following was uh, there was an article in the New Republic that talked about uh, that there were animals dying all over the world, uh, that there were 200,000 antelope that dropped dead, uh, sea urchins are dying, uh, mussel shells are dying. There were earlier sea lions that got uh, killed by the H5N1 variant of avian influenza. Uh, there were 3,400 of them that were dead, and as they were rotting and decaying, and that was going to expose more populations. And so uh, people are asking a question now, is what we're uh, seeing of all the animals dying off uh, really going to start telling us something about ourselves. Um, our mass mortality events, uh, which is normally known as a phenomenon, according to this article, are we going to start seeing them uh, attacking us on a more regular level? Uh, are we just paying attention to our furry friends and learning that they're trying to teach us, hey, you guys are in trouble. Look at us. Uh, I think it was the bees, right? When different internet towers were going up, they noticed that bees, which are really, really essential to life here, by the way, uh, but when the bumblebees were uh, exposed to this RF frequencies, that they were not doing well. They would disappear from the area. Uh, so, Perhaps we can learn from nature a little bit and find out what exactly is uh, going on here. Uh, so I thought that that article was kind of neat too as uh, we were getting into things. 
And uh, there is a homicide on a New York City subway that has everybody upset. Jordan Neely, uh, he was killed by another subway passenger who took uh, the law into his own hands, quite literally choking him to death. Apparently, this guy, Jordan Neely, was a Michael Jackson impersonator, uh, but also had been arrested a number of times. Apparently, he was telling people he was ready to die. Uh, didn't care if he went to jail, didn't care if he got life in prison. He was fed up because he was homeless and he didn't have food. He didn't have drink. And I'm reminded of the Bible then, right? Reminded of, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to, to drink. Um, it's the whole uh, beatitude lifestyle. Where did we go so wrong? Right? Like, where do we go so wrong? Now, I I wasn't there. I, I got to wait for all the details to come back out. So you're not going to get a hot take from me on this. But when do we get to the point where, you know, a homeless person that's in a mental health crisis gets killed by another passenger? Where do we get vigilante justice from this standpoint? Now, again, I wasn't there. I didn't see exactly what led to this. If he was an imminent threat to somebody. Um, still, you know, it's very difficult to say, okay, well, somebody got choked out and died at the hospital. That doesn't sound right, but we're seeing vigilante justice even more, uh, and it's on the rise. And I'm just curious as to why people believe, uh, this is happening. Uh, why are we seeing this type of attitude of, uh, a lack of respect for life? I have a theory as to why we're seeing a lack of respect for life, because I, I think it's pervasive. I think it starts at a really young age, wink, wink, and goes to a really old age, wink, wink, wink again. And uh, so I think that that's a little bit pervasive. And then it goes through our culture. We have a culture of death at this point in time. I'm not one of those people that blames video games for things. There's been tons of studies that have been done on this and it's not the video games. It's a culture and attitude just like it's not the guns, it's a culture and it's an attitude. But it's very difficult for people to say. And then the final story that keep your eye on as we get into the weekend, which I, I think it's a, it's a story that doesn't have me concerned. That's why I'm saving it for last, but just as a footnote. Uh, yesterday, Russia blamed the United States for the drone attack on the Kremlin, and they said they were considering some type of retribution. I told you yesterday, I believe this is a false flag operation. When I looked at the drone that's flying and the position of where it blew up, they could have done more damage if they wanted to. But even the, the improvised explosive device doesn't seem like it had the shockwave and everything else that you would expect from something that was going to try to assassinate somebody. Um, of course, the United States says they had nothing to do with this. Just like Shaggy, it wasn't me. Um, but now we have Russia saying that, uh, you know, United States, they're they're doing this. They they want to hit us, and so both the United States and Zelensky has come out and said, "No, nah, no, nah, that's just not the case." Yeah, the United States is helping, but they're helping within our borders. Uh, we're not attacking outside of our borders. I don't know. Do you believe the story or not? Because I, I can tell you, when I watched the video, you heard me say it yesterday. I thought that it was fake. I thought that it was somebody that was making this up. All right, we're coming up on the 30-minute uh, mark. Wow, that, that went by really quick. Maybe it didn't go quick for you. It went quick for me. Anyway, I am absolutely exhausted. I'll fill you in on why I'm so tired uh, on a future episode, but for now, I'm going to call it quits. I hope that you guys all have a absolutely 
wonderful weekend, a relaxing one spent with family and friends laughing and loving. Uh, and I hope that I honored your time well. I'll be back next week with more episodes, and hopefully one of the guests that canceled uh, on me last minute this week will join me next week. All right, everyone, you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.